I speak to you in the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Several years ago, I visited a good friend from college in Atlanta. She was in seminary at Emory's Candler School of Theology, and one afternoon, she invited me to visit the Church of the Common Ground where she was doing an internship. The Church of the Common Ground, it's a church without walls. It's a ministry in the Diocese of Atlanta, a worshiping community that's dedicated to supporting the spiritual needs of our unhoused siblings who live on the margins of the city. So it exists in streets and parks and parking lots. And that afternoon, I tagged along with my friend as she participated in one of the weekly foot clinics that they offer. Every week, volunteers show up with basins of warm water, towels, soap, lotion, and they're trained not only to wash the feet of those who show up, but also to provide basic foot care to people who often spend much of their days and many of their nights on their feet. And there was a part of me that felt pretty funny being there. I mean, I was just there for the day. I hadn't been trained in kind of how to do the foot care. And I could see that there were relationships that had already been built between the volunteers and the people who were receiving care. People showed up, they set down the loads they were carrying, often you know, suitcases and shopping bags. Shoes of all varieties started to come off and dirty socks were piled up and clean socks appeared. And toes of all hues and conditions started to dip their way into the basins of water. They were snacks. People were fed, and I watched and kind of waited, wondering what to do. And then my friend started to take her seat um, in front of an older woman and said, you know, you can come sit here and talk with us, or maybe she would like her shoulders rubbed. The woman smiled at me, and we introduced ourselves, and then she laughed when I asked her if she wanted me to rub her shoulders. Yes, please, what are you waiting for? And she gave me this big grin, and that really broke the ice. Um, the kind of awkwardness faded away, and it turned into a really powerful afternoon. Now, I can't really tell you what exactly we talked about. I don't remember this woman's name. But that sunny afternoon on a Saturday in Atlanta, I got a real glimpse of what Monday Thursday can look like. It was an afternoon of great vulnerability and great love. People were being seen. People were being fed. People could set down their load and be washed. And this happens not just one time a year, it's a weekly occurrence. Tonight's Maundy Thursday service has three key hinge points in kind of my mind. The first is the ritual act of foot washing, which we'll have an opportunity to participate in very shortly. The basins are out, our pitchers are full, and we'll be invited to take our seat to let ourselves be seen and cared for in a way that we're often really reluctant to do, maybe even with um, the people that, with whom we are most intimate, to let ourselves really be seen. It was an awkward experience 2,000 years ago, and it probably will be a little bit tonight. Just look back at Peter's words. Lord, are you going to wash my feet? For Peter, it wasn't so much the foot washing that was awkward and a little bit weird and unusual and radical. It was the fact that Jesus, his Lord and teacher, was washing his feet. 
It was hard for the disciples then to understand what was happening. And it might be for you and me to understand fully what's happening tonight, too. But the embodiment of love that Jesus entered into that night so many years ago, it's before us again, and we're invited to participate. So you may choose to come forward and have someone wash your feet. It may be me, it may be someone else you know, or it might be a stranger that you're never going to see again. You may also choose to wash someone else's feet tonight. When you come forward, you can tap the person who's kneeling on the shoulder and just let them know that you'd like an opportunity to take a turn. Every time I've participated in this ritual, I find it to be very powerful. And I'll tell you, for me, it's much harder to take my place in the seat than it is for me to kneel and wash someone else's feet. I need my feet washed, though. I need that reminder that this is how Jesus sees and cares for me. And even more than that, I need the reminder to allow Jesus to see me and care for me that way. Christ doesn't need our put-together, perfect filter, suck-it-in-for-the-picture best selves. Jesus sees us and loves us for exactly who we are. And what's asked of us in return is simply to receive that love and then to share it. Second hinge point of tonight's service is recalling the institution of the Lord's Supper, an image we see in this space um, every time we enter and something we participate in often around this table. But tonight we are reminded that it was this night that Jesus gathered at the table with his friends, broke bread with them, and gave us the gift that we now call Holy Communion, or Eucharist. Later in the service, we'll come again to this table to be fed, not just with bread and wine, but with Christ's real presence among us and within us. We often call this the Last Supper, but it's really a beginning. It's a beginning, this foretaste of a new life that has been given to us. And we join with others in this kind of cosmic blending of time, people past and present and in the, from the future, at this feast that connects us to God and one another in this posture of openness and hospitality. And then finally, kind of the third movement of tonight. At the end of the service, the altar will be stripped. All signs of adornment from kneelers to candlesticks and even the big cross itself will be removed and the altar will be laid bare and we'll leave this place in silence. And this culminates so much of what today embodies, a love that lays bare, that leaves everything on the table. That's the love of Jesus. That's the love that Jesus has for you. This kind of love, it's hard to believe and to accept because the world tells us that real power is gained through other means. It hardens our defenses, it pits us against one another, and it tells us that there is not enough to go around. We need to hold on to what we have and not lose it. Many of us know the loneliness of being excluded from the tables of this world. We see deep injustices around us and 
We wonder how the softness of God's caress, the nourishment of God's body, the power of love, how it could ever really make a difference. And we might identify with Peter's resistance and confusion in the presence of this inconceivable gentleness that we see Jesus embody tonight. But I think we also want to believe. The Reverend Phil Hooper writes, Underneath our calluses and our callousness, we want to conceive of a love, of such a love, and to live it out. We want to know what it feels like finally to arrive home, to rest, to cease our relentless search for belonging, and to offer others that same experience. Lord, give us the strength and the courage to experience and to share this kind of love and the washing of one another's feet, and being fed from your table of abundance. Help us feel your presence. Help us experience your love laid bare and stripped down to stone. And more than experiencing it just in this place, help us take it out into the world when we leave here. Let us remember that we are worthy of your hospitality and love and care. And as we grow to accept that, we might not lose sight of the dignity of the others around us. We're gathered here tonight, companions on the way, saints, sinners, those feeling lost, those who know the joy of being found. And we stand on the threshold of everything God has to offer. Lay down what you're carrying, those things that are weighing you down. Let yourself be washed and fed, and then have the strength to embody that love out in the world. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Amen. Amen.